0: Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my phone ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today's song is Say I Won't by Mercy Me. I hope you listen to the song with lyrics and as always, I always say sing to God's ear, ears when you sing. Bring So you bring Him into your presence. I'm going to start out with a prayer and then I'm going to uh, continue reading Romans 5, offer my thoughts along the way. So let us pray. Dear Lord, it seems these days that we keep getting more and more hardships. I am reminded each day that you are the God of ages and you said is there anything too hard for me? I thank you for that promise. Thank you for reminding me of that. Please let your listeners be blessed by your, uh, by your word, by you in today's message. Keep each of us encouraged and strong through each trial and tribulation. Help us to remember, John, sixteen thirteen where in part it says take heart for I have overcome the world and give us peace for each new day and help us to also remember that you sustain us according to your promises we give you thanks and praise that you take us through the refiner's fire so we can then stand firm against the evil schemes of the evil one. So we stand our ground in the day of evil. We love you and we give you praise through all things. We pray this prayer in Jesus name. Amen. Romans 5 Results of justification. Therefore, having been justi- justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exult in hope of the glory of god and not only this but also but we also exult in our tribulations Knowing that tribulations brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now go ahead and pause there. Going through their refiner's fire. God needs to refine us. Because we you know, some are listening to the world and all its shenanigans. And we have to first of all, we need to ask God for God's opinion on every matter because uh, I was reminded recently that uh, we know a husband and wife who pray together to hear from God and I'm not saying that's not right but it's always good to be alone with God, reading the reading the scripture, and getting God to speak to you. Because I don't really think He speaks to two people at the same time and gives them the same message. I I've never tried that, but I I need to hear what God has to say for me. And so, if um, now I'll pray with people or other, you know another person or, or people pray about a situation for somebody else, you know, for healing or for restoration or for whatever the case may be that the person needs prayer for. Now when two or three pray in Jesus name, he hears. But that's praying over a, over somebody else. But when I want to hear God, when I have something that I'm I don't know what to do. And I, you know, if I go out and say, "Husband, what should I do?" or "Mom, what should I do?" or "Sister, what should I do?" they're going to give me um, the you know, their opinion, but I first want to go to God and then confirm it with someone else. So I will ask God directly and then write down what he says. So think about that the next time that you're trying to come to a decision and you you know you've got you're, you're somebody else is praying with you to hear what God what God has to say. It's um, try doing it a different way. Try just speaking to God only and seeing what he wants to say to you. That way you don't have an influence of the the spouse or the other person um in your prayer room, in your you know when Moses talked to God at the burning bush, God Jesus hadn't come to be born of the Virgin Mary yet. He hadn't come in the flesh. So God had him take off his shoes and he couldn't look at God because Moses felt too guilty to look at God. But it wasn't each time Moses was with God, he didn't have some a second person there so he he could hear god himself so god going back to this these these verses here we do gain peace with god through our lord jesus christ in everything that he did for us he uh, we're introduced to the faith we stay in the faith and we stand in in this grace and then, when we do so in in my prayer, i said every well i I know I have so many people that are going through a lot, and these tribulations they are to bring about let me read those again here, verse four, or sorry, verse three. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulations brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We are so blessed already each morning when we wake up because we have the Holy Spirit of God in us to help us to sustain us it's it's just a it's a beautiful relationship verse 6 for while we were still helpless at that at the right time christ died for the ungodly for one will hardly die for a righteous man though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die but god demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still while we were yet sinners christ died for us much more than having now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from the wrath of god through him now i'm going to pause there i love verse 6 where it says for while we were still helpless at the right time christ died for the ungodly now i don't know when it was for you when it was the right time where you turned to god because there is a moment where you turn you turn from your old your old self is tired weary you turn to god and then you stay there you stay there because that to me is at the right time I heard his voice. This is my, my personal experience. I heard his voice and I turned because he, he died for the ungodly. Everyone. He's not saying for just some ungodly. He died for all the ungodly. And we're all ungodly. Um, we're all sinners. But we are now being justified by his blood. And by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Jesus. I am just so thankful that He did that for me. I'm sure you're thankful that He did that for you. But what He did on that cross, until you come to the realization that 2,000 years ago, before we were even born, before we were even conceived, Christ died us and it's just so powerful and at the right time people will turn back to God it's, it's just we're washed clean because of what Jesus did it's so incredible verse 10 for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. I'll pause right there. When Jesus died, was crucified, died, and was buried and resurrected on the third day, he reconciled us back to God. We, The veil was torn, and now we don't have to Um, be outside of the tabernacle he lives in us now the veil is torn we've been reconciled back to God and we now can speak directly to God even with our shoes on and but then it goes on to say how much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by His life. Now we're reconciled, and then once we take the salvation that Jesus Christ is offering us and giving us, if we take it, if we turn back to Him, how much more will we, will we be saved? That's just so beautiful. Verse 11, And not only in this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned, for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift of the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. The gift is not like that which came through the One who sinned. For on the one hand the judgment arose from one transgression resulting in condemnation, but on the other hand the free gift arose from many transgressions resulting in justification. For if by the transgression of the One death reigned through the One, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ I'll pause the Adam if you're not familiar with the Bible go back to Genesis in the, in, in the beginning where God creates Adam and Eve and the serpent of old, the devil um, God tells Adam and Eve they can't eat from a certain tree and the serpent, the devil, tempts Eve to eat an apple off that tree for um, to know evil and good. And then she gives a bite to Adam. Now, at, they were supposed to be... They weren't supposed to be deceived, but they were. And so that, through, where it says, through one man, um, sin, sin began. And... But then Jesus came, he, um, it says here, through, one, the one, the, through Adam the many died. Much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. This gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. But this is saying, Jesus died for our transgressions, And he he arose. He he took our transgressions to the cross, but he arose on the third day, and that is justification. Um, Where now we are saved through him who offers us abundance of the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. That's, you know, Adam failed, he died. Jesus was promised. I spoke about Abraham in the last message. Abraham, he knew the promise of the one to come. And he believed he knew without he he knew him and we we have to each each go to the cross ourselves with everything we've done we are got to carry our cross follow Jesus to that cross and lay our and nail our sins nail our sins there so we don't become continue to be bound by by our, our wrongdoings because that's why Jesus came. He he already took care of our transgressions. So now he want but he wants us to repent from each one and and that's why you've got to lay them down, nail them to the cross and leave them there so the Holy Spirit can now transform you into a new creation in Christ and I've said before if you're not changing you haven't if the Holy Spirit isn't sanctifying you there's something missing yet that you need to still do, there's some sin that you haven't repented of because God wants us to turn from sin. Even though he died for our sins, he wants us to turn from sin, and he wants us to confess those sins and repent. Um, A lot of people suffer from, um, more people suffer with not being able to forgive themselves for something they did to someone else. And if you're listening out there, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you die to that old self. And that old self was being manipulated. If you did something really extreme, that old self was being manipulated by a a demon through you. And it's the demon's fault, not the person. That's why people, they have to understand that these crazies in this world... I call them demon possessed, because some demon has taken over their body and doing all these evil, evil things. So you can be that. Those especially are the sins that you need to nail to the cross, because they're not they're not yours to carry. That that that's um that's the demons that were influencing you and so when you begin this new life and you say that was not me I won't let I'm repenting from that sin then there are the people they're the group that can't forgive others Uh, the group that can't forgive the offender God needs you need to lay that lay that burden down and remember that person that attacked you or hurt you in whatever way they didn't mean it it was the demon within them and by forgiving the offender you can find forgiveness complete forgiveness in your own heart and then you can find peace and then god will start sanctifying you but you it, there's something still there that, you're not, that you haven't dealt with you've got to deal with it ask God to help bring it to the forefront so you can see it in front of you see it to see it you almost have to go through it with, the, with God and he puts it in front of you and he has you face it face your demon you're not facing the person that did the deed you're facing the demon and you're saying you've had you've you're done you're done messing with me I forgive the person that you took over and you forgive and then you can live your life with such peace that's that's the peace that God gives us freely uh, so i I want people to really And I'm not this, you know, I, man, I was, I call it, uh, I was in the pit when Jesus reached out for me at the right time to save me and pull me out of my mess. I mean, but he, the way I'm telling you, he had me deal with everything I ever did and he put it right in front of me. Or, you know, if somebody else did something to me, I put it right in front of me. And I dealt with everything. I repented. I forgave. Forgave myself. Forgave the people. And and I continue to ask God if there's anything that I haven't dealt with to bring it out to the forefront. But I see He is sanctifying me. He is doing the good work in me. So there's there's nothing... Left for me that I don't have anything um, everything that the old self did when that old self didn't know any better this new person that I am has let go of that and I am free and when Jesus says you're free he says you're free indeed because the truth will set you free and he is the truth and we have his spirit so he's going to bring us He's going to bring our stuff to the forefront. And it, it's hard when He does that. But it's so important that we go through that, those steps. Okay, so I'm going to read verse 17 again. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned that's Adam, through um, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. For as through the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one the many will be made righteous." The law came in so that the transgression would increase, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through the righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is the end of chapter 5. Now, in verse 21, sin sin does reign in death if you haven't um accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior and and believe in your heart of what he did that he was the son that came to be born of flesh by the virgin mary he lived on the earth he ministered for three years He was crucified, died, and was buried. And on the third day, he arose again. He defeated death. He defeated death. He stayed on the earth for 40 days. And then he went back into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he is coming back one day to judge the living and the dead. So we don't want to be it's time people to get out of the the body that that is full of transgressions and is is dead Dead means you're separated from God until you realize that when Jesus came, He took your, all your transgressions, and, and now you become spotless, and He continues to sanctify you, and He continues to work on you. That it, there's no, it's such a beautiful love. So beautiful, because He did so much for us before we even were conceived and uh you know pretty much um gave you my thoughts already um the there are is a lot more that's going that people are going through each time i talk to somebody you know they're um some they're going through some hardship multiple hardships and it's It's to, we've got to be able to handle these types of hardships by going to God, to going through them with God. Because he warns us that there is a day of evil that's coming where the Antichrist takes over. And we have to, our trials and tribulations right now are strengthening us so we can say no in that day. No, I will not bow down to you, devil. Never will I. That The devil has his plan in place, and I've spoken on this before, But it's been on my heart more and more because I do want people to recognize the time. There's been a big shift and we are in, we are in the, we are in, I believe in that time before we stand, before we have, um. The Antichrist on the stage. I have to before I let you guys go, I am going to get into a scripture that was brought to my attention lately. And earlier I mentioned to you that I I ask God. I ask him what to do in my in my situation, in my When I have something I I am struggling with, I go right to God and I ask Him. And then I write down what He says. And that is something that I I recommend for everybody to do. Don't ask man. Man is is not going to give you the right advice. Um, There's scripture in Romans... It was brought up to my husband's attention, and so I, and I was already reading Romans, and I got to the, to the scripture there, and I, I read it, and I wanted to make sure that I heard God. uh, Speak to me. Um, in regards to those words that he, he used in that scripture. So, I didn't let him down. Okay, so it's Romans 13. Now, I believe that this, we have to have discernment. It's very important. So, Romans 13 was brought up to my husband the other day about how we have to follow what the government says. And we because in Romans 13 it says to do so but what you know so i i was reading this because it was it was actually some a a chapter i was on right i'm going to read it to you and then i will go into my thoughts and i i was going to come off but this is this has been on my heart as well so let me just read it to subject to government this is Romans 13 Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same, for it is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing, for it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is necessary to be subjected, to be in subjection not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this you also pay taxes, for rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. Render to all what is due them, tax to whom taxes due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Okay, that's, that's through verse 7. So I, I talked to God about this, because I the last thing that I want to do is offend God and to oppose an ordinance of God. So I asked him about it, and he reminded me that when evil takes over, he teaches us, okay... We don't follow the Antichrist into our own destruction. There are going to be a people governing the world and having us bow to the Antichrist. So we've got to be able to discern the times And this is the time to, to really speak to God about these, these scriptures because he, he wants us to follow Him more than anyone else. So, yes, I was... Um, the conversation around Romans 13 was, well, you're not following Romans 13 if you don't get vaccinated. And, uh, but I concluded, and with God's advice, I won't be getting the mark 666 and following the government either. So, you do pick a side when, um, He's not telling us in, in Romans 13 to take the mark of the beast in order to, um, to follow the government and to follow, um, to follow them right off the cliff. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. Anyway, discern, discern, discern. Ask God for wisdom. He gives it free to all. Much love to all. All the glory to God. I hope that you stick with me. I'll I'll um uh, I'm actually further along in my Bible reading. I'm, I'm in the book of Acts, but I will come on soon to speak on Romans six. Much love to all, all the glory to God. Bye.